We're all nerds in our own right. Some people are nerds about cars, food, stocks, movies, and so on. Alex Nix and Chris Wilson are just two average millennial guys who happen to be sports nerds and love discussing the world of sports. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to the Average Sports Nerds Podcast. Alex Nix here, joined by Chris Wilson, as always. And today we're going to have our third out of the four NFL division standings prediction shows. Uh, we're going to be talking about the NFC West and the NFC North today. Uh, we're just going to go like we, like we have in the past two uh, divisional breakdowns. We're just going to go through team by team, give a win, win-loss prediction, um, and then you know to see who, who's going to make the playoffs or who we think is going to make the playoffs in each of those uh, divisions. So, uh, but before we do that, I do want to mention um, that game six of the Raptors Celtics series. Um, it was just one of the best games I've seen in a really long time. And both our picks for Celtics and seven and Raptors and seven are both looking real good right now. So we'll see. We'll see what who's right in terms of the, the playoff picks. But yeah, what's going on, Chris? Yeah, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, jam-packed show today. Uh, you know, that was a great game seven. I'm going to get into that in a second here. And, game six. Oh, I'm, yeah, game six. Uh, you know, so we're going to get into that here. We're going to get into these NFC, NFC divisions, starting with a couple of those. So super excited, super ready to get into it. So let's do it. Yeah, let's just start out west with the NFC the reigning NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, that division is, I think, the best in the NFL in terms of how deep they are. Each team is, I think, is really, really solid. The Cardinals got even better. Um, the Rams, we don't know what they're going to do. I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be better. They're, gonna, they're not going to be as great as they were in the Super Bowl season. But I I do have a feeling they're going to be a lot better than they were last year. Last year was kind of a dumpster fire for their standards since Sean McVay took over. But we'll get into that. So let's just start with the 49ers. They barely won the division last year against the Seahawks. It was it came down to the very last play of the regular season in the NFL. Actually, uh, it was that was one of the great great games you can uh, I can remember in the in the regular season. So who uh, who won that division? Who got uh, home field throughout the playoffs. It was just a great game. The 49ers came came through and won that game, made it to the Super Bowl where they probably should have won looking back. Um, they did trade away uh, – oh, what's his name? DeForest Buckner. They traded DeForest Buckner from their defensive line. They got a first-round pick. They drafted – another defensive lineman as, as DeForest Buckner's replacement. They didn't want to pay DeForest Buckner. He ended up getting paid a lot in Indianapolis. I believe it was over $100 million. Well-deserved. He's a great player. It's going to be a tough loss for them, um, but I still think their, their defense is going to be really good. They drafted Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State to help with that receiving core. The receiving core is depleted. They don't have... Emmanuel Sanders anymore. They couldn't pay him what he was wanting. Um, Debo Samuel has been hurt. We don't know if he's going to be as effective this year after being a rookie last year. So there are some question marks on the offensive side of the ball, but the defense is going to be really good. They still have a great offensive line. They traded for Trent Williams, as Chris knows all too well. Uh, ah. <laughs> and they had the best running game in the, in the league last year, other than the Ravens. And that's going to continue. Raheem Mostert is, is looking like he's going to be the main guy, but they still have Tevin Coleman as well as uh, – I can't – they have another one. I can't think of his name right now. Well, they, they traded Matt Burita to the Dolphins. Right. They traded Matt Burita to the Dolphins. But it, it looks – the reason they did that was because of how great Raheem Mostert looked in the playoffs last year. They felt – they feel confident that he can be the main guy. And I think he can. He's really fast. He's strong. He's physical. He's just a great running back. So, uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I, I think the 49ers, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're going to win outright yet. I'm not, I still don't know because I don't know about their offense and how they're going to be able to score with, with in the passing game because if they can't throw the ball 
and Jimmy G can't make plays and they're going and, and teams can um, put eight in the box. It's going to be tough for them if Jimmy G can't, can't win, can't, you know, make plays with his arm and give it to, to weapons on the outside. So I don't know about if they're going to win the division just yet. We'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, you summed up all the additions they made. Uh, I still expect this team to be a great running team, top five in the league for sure. Kyle Shanahan, just like his dad, Mike Shanahan, they, that zone run scheme they got going, it seems like whoever they plug in, you know, they can get production running the ball. So I'm not worried about that. You know, I am, you know, st- still questioning Jimmy G as, you know, the guy, you know, a guy that's going to, you know, make the plays when it counts. You know, he he made enough last year during the regular season. And, you know, throughout the playoffs, we watched them just completely run over teams. He didn't really have to do much. I'm pretty sure against the Packers, he was six for eight passing. So uh, offensively, that's my question is, you know, can Jimmy G, you know, support a Super Bowl caliber offense? And, you know, that's yet to be seen. Uh, I personally am not a big Jimmy G believer. Uh, you know, I think he's all right. He can start for a team. He can he can not lose the game, that's for sure. But I don't know if he's going to go out and win that many games. So, you know, turning my attention to the defense, you know, that's what it's going to come down to for me is this team can, you know, go back to the Super Bowl or at least be contending. It's going to be how the defense plays. And I don't see much reason to believe that they're going to be much worse. Um they still have a great defensive line led by uh, Nick Bosa. And Eric Armstead. Yeah, Eric Armstead. Um, I know I'm leaving a couple guys out. They got they got a ton of, of defensive linemen that they rotate that all just play well, all high capital draft picks. Uh, they still have Richard Sherman in the secondary. I think this team's going to be really good. Um, I actually don't have them winning the division. Just because, like you said, I do believe this is the deepest division in the NFL, the best going into the season. You know, anything could happen, but, you know, if I had to put my money on it, this is, division's probably going to get the most wins. So, yeah, 49ers, good season, I think. Um, I'll give them 11-5. and five. Just taking a little step back from last year uh, as they play a little bit tougher schedule this season. So, 11-5. and five. Yeah, no, I can I can definitely see that. Now, uh, they they start off the season really in a very favorable manner. They start off against the Cardinals, the Jets, and the Giants, three of the worst teams in the league last year. Oh, that's three W's. <laughs> uh, then they play the Eagles, and then again a bad team in the Dolphins, and then it gets a little, and then and then after that it gets a pretty tough. They go, uh, the Rams come into town. The then they go visit New England. Then they go visit Seattle. Green Bay comes to town. Then they go. Then they go to New Orleans. They play the Rams again. The Bills, Washington, at Dallas, at Arizona, and home to Seattle. So their their schedule is not, you know, very easy. They have the easiest games are obviously against the two the two teams in the NFC East at the bottom, the two teams at the NFC West, or I mean, I'm sorry, in the AFC East at the bottom, and then every other game is a potential playoff team in my opinion so we'll see what happens uh 11 and 5 i I can definitely see that um i'm actually i don't want to man this is tough because i didn't realize just how deep their schedule is and how hard their schedule is um but i think they're going to beat green bay they're going to greet they're going to beat new england i think they're going to beat buffalo um they're probably going to beat philadelphia and probably beat dallas you know what I'll give them twelve and four. I'll give them twelve and four again, um, but I don't think they're going to win the division. Like you, hey, interesting. Yeah, I, I know twelve and four wild card is very. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy, um, but going on to the team who I think will win the division, in the Seattle Seahawks, and you want to know the, the main, the pretty much the only reason why, off the top of my head, why I think they're going to win the division, is by a guy they traded for. Number thirty-three from the from the New York Football, or no, I'm sorry, the New York Jets, named Jamal Adams. Their offense is going to be fine. They're not. They didn't lose anybody. They didn't add anybody. They're staying the same on offense. Chris Carson is coming back from an injury, but he reports out there that he's healthy. 
their offense is going to be fine. It's going to be really good again as normal. Russell Wilson is going to make plays when he has to. They're going to run the ball. They're going to pound it. They're going to do what they have to do to score. Their defense, however, was not the best, but it's going to get a massive upgrade with Jamal Adams, period. Any defense who adds the, top, the best safety in the league, who is an emotional leader, a hard hitter, a game changer, a playmaker on defense is going to be massively improved. Um, with that said, I also think they go 12-4 and four and they get a tie break. Whether they win a game, whether they tie, I don't know. They're going to get some kind of tie break. I just have the Seattle Seahawks winning the, the NFC West this, this time, getting revenge on the 49ers from last year for barely winning the division last year. Yeah, um, you know, I agree with pretty much everything you said, you know, right up to the prediction. I'll just put it out there. I was going to say they were going to go 12-4, and four, you know, finish a game ahead of the 49ers and take this division. Uh, yeah, Jamal Adams, best safety in the league. You summed it up. They still have – what's his name? The linebacker. Oh, Bobby, uh, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, they still have Bobby Wagner. So, you know, we're talking about possibly the best linebacker and the best safety, you know, in the league on the same team. And, you know, that's just going to be incredible to watch. You know, as a fan of defense myself, I'm, I'm interested in that. Uh, outside of those guys, I'm not quite sure, you know, how the, how good the rest of the defense is. But when you got two guys like that, you know, I think it makes up for a lot of other, you know, weaknesses that you might have. So, and then, um, you know, just looking at the offense, they still have Russell Wilson, who I believe is the second best quarterback in the league behind, you know, the great Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, with him, I feel like you always have a chance to win the game. Uh, Russell Wilson, I don't need to go on about how great he is. You know, like you said, they have Carson. I think the run game is still going to be solid. They're going to pound the run like always. You know, even though I wish sometimes that they would open it up a little bit more and let Russell Wilson throw it throw it some more, maybe they wouldn't be in, you know, as wor- as bad positions on those second and third downs if they weren't just running every time. But, you know, that's for another conversation. <laughs> I think that, that Russell Wilson is going to, you know, he's going to do his thing. He's going to get the ball to DK Metcalf, who I am expecting to have a breakout season, you know, even more than he did in his rookie year. I was going to say, he already had a breakout as a rookie. Yeah, but yeah, that that was nothing compared to what's coming this year. Uh, he, he's going to be great, I think. You know, I think he's just going to be a good receiver in the NFL. He's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the quarterback. Uh, so we'll see. They still got Lockett, who you know was arguably the number one receiver on the team. He's he's got the speed. Like I said, I just wish they would uh, open it up a little bit more. Uh, Greg Olson throwing the ball. I mean, catching the ball at the tight end spot now. They still brought back Will Disley, who went down to injury, but he looks ready to go for week one. So they got the weapons on offense. I think they got the pieces on defense. I think, you know, 12-4, and four, you know, they might even do better than that. Like, I think this is going to be one of the elite teams in the NFL this year. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely get that number one seed. I, I, I could definitely see that happening. Um, now, looking at the depth chart, they their secondary – is something else. They have obviously, like we already talked about, Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs at the other safety is no slouch at all. He's really he made a big difference when he got traded in the middle of last season last year. Um, Shaquille Griffin is a very good corner, and uh, Trey Flowers is the opposite corner. That is a very that you know that could be another Legion of Boom 2.0. I mean, not as dominant, you know, with Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. Those guys were at you know the very very top. Of, of the of their respective positions when they were winning the Super Bowls and getting to the Super Bowl. Um, but these guys are no slouches, like I said. And they, like you already talked about Bobby Wagner. They still have K.J. Wright as well, the other linebacker. Um, now their defensive line is the biggest question mark. If they can get pressure on the outside, but having good secondary definitely helps that. So if, if, if the Seahawks had the 49ers front seven, that defense would be, you know, historical. Oh, yeah. If they had that front seven, I would <laughs> be picking them to win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so we both have the Seahawks finishing 12-4. and four. Uh, We can move on to the Los Angeles Rams 
who have just signed Jalen Ramsey to the largest contract extension by a, for a cornerback in NFL history, over $100 million. Kudos to, to Jalen Ramsey. Um, he deserves it. It's going to reset the defensive back market. Good. You know, defensive backs should get paid a lot because they are really, really important. Um, this just brings the question for me. How in the world are the Rams going to afford anybody now? They're already giving Jared Goff over $130 million. They're already gave Aaron Donald the, the, the most expensive defensive line contract in history. They gave Todd Gurley the most expensive running back contract in history before they traded him away. They still owe him money. And now they, now they gave Jalen Ramsey this contract. I don't know how they're going to afford anybody else. They're going to have to pay Cooper Cup. I don't know if they're going to be able to. Yeah. I mean, that was part of the reason they let Brandon Cooks go a few years ago as well. Um, I, yeah, I don't like what this team's doing from a, a front office standpoint. They've mm-hmm. uh, in the past, you know, they've traded a lot of high draft picks to get big name players, which, you know, I guess it's good to have the big name players, but in my opinion, you know, the way to build a football team is, is through the draft primarily because one the contracts like like we're talking about now now you know they're in contract hell as i call it you know they're they're stuck with these guys who you know you you want to keep them but there's 53 there's 53 guys on the roster that you have to figure out a way to fit under the salary cap so we'll see what happens um yeah they might have to lose a, a few key pieces, you know, that, that they've developed like Cooper cup, like you mentioned. Um, and, you know, my personal opinion is that somehow they need to get rid of Jared Goff's contract, but um, you Good know, I just, yeah, I just don't think this is a very complete football team. Um, in my opinion, I actually have them coming last in the division this year. Wow. Yeah. I know it's kind of hot take ish, but I mean, the, it's really between them and the Cardinals and I'll talk about the Cardinals later. I, but for now, I'll just talk about the Rams deficiencies. Um, you know, started the quarterback position with Jared Goff, huge question mark. You know, he's getting paid like a franchise guy. He's going to have to step up and be a franchise guy if they want to have any chance. Um, the running backs are, you know, questionable. Cam Akers could be good. You know, I liked his tape coming out of high school and college. You know, he seems like a pretty good back, but, you know, we got to see it in the NFL. Uh, outside of that, you know, they got Malcolm Brown and Henderson. And just eh. Uh, the receivers are good. They got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So, so hopefully, you know, golf can get them the ball. Same with the tight ends. They got Higby and Everett. You know, that just comes down to if golf can get them the ball or not. You know, the right. offensive line was decent. And then the defense is, you know, outside of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, I don't really respect this defense very much at all. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I was, I'll give them, I'll give them six and ten. You know, I think it's going to be a disappointing season for the Rams. Whoa, whoa. Okay, six and ten for the Los Angeles Rams. Wow, that's wow. Now I know one of the teams has to have a has a have to have a pretty negative record, but I don't know if they're going to be that bad. Um, like I said, I think this is by far the best division division of football. I'm going to give them eight and eight coming in. I, I don't know if they're going to come in last or not, because I do not. I'll get it to the Cardinals in a second. Um, but, you know, their schedule is very similar to what the uh, 49ers have. Now, they don't they don't have a first place schedule. They have a third place schedule, but they still play the same divisions. That, that the 49ers play. So they're going to play the AFC East. They're going to play the NFC East. And then they're going to play the other third-place teams in the NFC North and the NFC South. So they're going to play the, the, the Bears. They're going to play the Buccaneers. That's, a, that's an L. They're going to play, obviously, the Eagles. They have to play the Bills. They have to play the 49ers twice, Seattle twice, um, the Patriots. Really, really good, really, really tough schedule right there. Um, however... Yeah. Chris and I haven't really talked about this. The playoffs did get expanded. Two more teams are getting added. Three wild. There's going to be three wild card games now. Wild card weekend. One team gets a bye, and it's going to be the the team with the number one seed. That's a game changer. 
It really is. Um, I wonder how many at seven seeds are going to upset the two. Is it going to be fun to watch? Whoever does, if if you know if a team does, but um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and jump out on limb and make this guarantee right now that this year at least one of the seven seeds is going to be the two seed. It's it's the NFL, you know, one game. Right. You know, a seven seed still a pretty good football team. Probably nine so, and seven. Yeah, nine and seven, maybe even ten and six. Right. I think it's definitely going to happen, and if not, there is we're at least going to get a good game out of one of them. But yeah, I agree. It's definitely um, going to happen. Probably in the NFC because I think the NFC is a lot more competitive than the AFC. Yeah, like, I believe that. The the like the, any of these teams, well, the Seahawks or the 49ers, they could get the first seed. You know, we we'll talk about the NFC North in a little bit, but the the Packers, the Vikings, they could get the first seed. The NFC, the East, the Eagles, or the Cowboys, if they if they're healthy and they play to their potential, they could get the first seed. The Saints, the Buccaneers, they could get the first seed. Like the the NFC, the NFC is so stacked. Um, but yeah, anyway, I agree that one one of the one the seven seed in the NFC is probably going to be the number two seed, or not probably, but there's a good chance. Anyway, back to the Rams. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give them the eight and eight, and then yeah, it's just disappointing for them because they they're they don't have any first round picks for a couple. I think and at least this year. I know they didn't have one last year. Um, yeah, I don't think they've picked in the first round in like two or three years. Because didn't they give a first round to get Brennan Cooks, and then they gave a first round to get Jalen a couple firsts to get Jalen Ramsey. It's mm-hmm. now I know they made it to the Super Bowl two years ago, and they thought adding Jalen Ramsey was going to be the difference. So when you when you think you have that, when you think you're that close, you give up the future to try and win right now. At least that's how some teams think. You know, the Patriots never did that. That's why they're so great. Um, yeah. Yeah. They took the risk and they got burned, you know. They got burned. We'll see. We'll see if it works out. Chris clearly doesn't <laughs> going six and ten. That's 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 wild. Um I I don't you know, I could definitely see it. I think they're I think that's their floor. The six and ten. I think their ceiling is ten and six. They have I think they got four games in there that are gonna decide their 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 season. Yeah, no, I agree. Like this could, you know, this prediction could definitely backfire for me. Um, you know, they get hot and start rattling off some wins. They could definitely get up to 10, 11 wins even. Uh, they have talent. It's not like they don't. I just, you know, I just got to pick somebody to be bad. So, sorry, yeah. Rams. <laughs> it's, it's you guys. Now, I'm going to keep the, the Cardinals there at the bottom of the division simply because I do not trust their defense at all. They were historically bad last year. Historically bad. That doesn't just change like that. Um, but they did add arguably the best receiver in the NFL. We talked about this in the fantasy draft show. And they um, got rid of David Johnson. And they got rid of David Johnson, and they have a great running back in Kenyon Drake. To go along with Larry Fitzgerald on the outside and Christian Kirk in the slot, very, very good weapons for Kyler Murray to throw to. Who Kyler Murray should be really should be really really good. Um, their offensive line, I I don't trust them. Their defense, I don't trust them. Now, on paper, looking at these names, they should be you know really good. Chandler Jones, the most underrated pass rusher in the NFL, for me, it's not even close. No one talks about him as being super dominant. He led the league in sacks last year. I think he had eighteen. That's crazy. That's a lot. You know, over a sack a game, that's that's dominant. You need, you know, you need your guys to do that. You're not get that many, but when you when you get a guy that can get two, three sacks a game, that's game changing. And he did it multiple times last year where he got three sacks. Jordan Hicks as the inside linebacker. I know a lot about Jordan Hicks. If he's healthy, he's he's really good. Uh coming, you know, he he was on the Eagles. He the Eagles let him go because he could never stay healthy. He would show flashes of brilliance but he just couldn't stay healthy. Uh, they have Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. Might be a game-changing pick right there. He's he's literally, I think he ran a 4.3, 40-yard dash. Um, he could be a game-changer on defense. Now, yeah, he could be a game-changer. They just made Buda Baker the most, the, the most paid safety and the, the highest paid safety in the league. I don't know about that. I, I, I don't. 
I mean, Budabaker's good, but is he, yeah. is, is he yeah, deserving? He's, of, he's pretty good, but is like, he a top five safety? I don't know if he's a top five safety. Yeah, he's a he's borderline around that fifth spot. You know, he's he's competing for it. I'll so, say that. Yeah, I mean, that just mean for me. All that means for me is that Mika Fitzpatrick that contract is going to be ridiculous. No uh, facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, Drake Kirkpatrick and Patrick Peterson are the corners. Patrick Peterson is past his prime. He's still solid, but he, he doesn't have the speed anymore. And Drake Kirkpatrick, for former first-round pick out of Alabama, I believe. He's, Definite bust. Yeah. So, we'll, like I said, I don't trust their defense at all. They play in a division that has three just loaded offenses. Uh, they play, again, the same schedule, the NFC East and the AFC East. I don't trust their defense enough to, for me to give them more than seven wins. Um, I think they're going to beat both teams. The, the two teams at the bottom of the NFC East and the AFC East, they're going to just take L's from me from everybody. I'm not going to pick them to win any games, <laughs> except when they play each other. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, they're going to win some games. They're going to win some. I'm, I just don't know when that's going to be. Like, I don't know when they're going to show up. But, like, so they're going to have four wins there, and then I only think they get three more. I think they're going to, you know, they're going to get swept by at least one team in the division. I think they're going to lose to to Dallas, lose to Philly, lose to uh, Buffalo. They're probably going to lose to New England. Or actually, I don't know about that one. But yeah, seven wins. I think seven is the is this. No, I think their ceiling is nine. I'll say their 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 floor is six. But I'm going to pick them at seven. Yeah, um, you know I agree with a lot of that. Uh, the defense is definitely a question mark. But I'm a big believer in Isaiah Simmons personally. I think that, you know, he's going to make a difference on this defense, and we're going to see it from day one. Uh, I don't really say that about too many guys coming into the NFL, but uh, just watching him at Clemson, you know, they were in all the big games and stuff. So, of course, I was watching, and he's all over the field. You, He's 6'4", big, big body guy. You can you can even line him up at corner if you wanted to. He He has the skills. Like, he can play. Um, I'm just enamored with him. Uh, if we didn't have the number two pick and the opportunity to get to Chase Young with the Washington football team, you know, he would have definitely been my my second target. So I think he's going to make a big difference. Uh, you know, not not big enough that they're going to be, you know, the best team in the division or anything like that. But I think Kyler Murray takes that year two step forward. Uh, they got him – they got him the weapons that he needs on offense. You know, we'll have to see how the offensive line does, but you know, he can use his legs sometimes, you know, when he's under, under duress, get out of the pocket, create some plays for the team. And I also think he's going to run a little bit more this year. I think at the beginning of the season last year, he was very, uh, I should say gun shy towards running the football. He was, you know, he, he didn't seem like he wanted to run that much. He was trying to, you know, sit back and read from the pocket. But, you know, I think year two, it's just going to be a little bit slower. The game's going to slow down a little bit for him. It's going to be a little bit easier for him. And I just think he's going to go off. I think he's going to go crazy with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Christian Kirk is good. They still got Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Andy Isabella, who no one talks about, but he's a really fast little slot receiver if they need him. Um, you know, I think they have all the weapons on offense. Defense is going to be a struggle. And in this defense where, you know, I mean, in this division where you're playing against the 49ers who are going to – they're going to run the ball all over this team. Uh, that's just a tough matchup. Seattle too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say Seattle as well. You know, those are just going to be tough matchups for this team. But I think outside of the division, I think, you know, a lot of those games, they can win just because I think they're going to put up a lot of points and they're going to play at a fast pace. So I'm going to give them eight and eight. Um you know, that's not not great. It's also not bad. You know, it's an improvement over last year from five, ten, and one. So you know, I think they they go ahead and do that, and then you know, going into next season, you know, they they draft, do what they got to do, and I think this is going to be a very competitive team moving forward for the next few years. Yeah, I think as long as Kyler's there, Kenyon Drake is still young. DeAndre Hopkins isn't old. You know, he's I believe he's twenty six, twenty seven. So he. He still has a, a decent amount of time left. 
Isaiah Simmons, like you said, is going to be the defensive anchor for this team moving forward. Yeah, so the future is looking very, very bright in Arizona for the first time in a really long time. Um, yeah. Yeah, this time last year it was it was looking pretty bleak. So It was. Good job by their front office, I would say. Yeah, for sure. It's going to add more weapons to that, that defense. So uh, the final standings for our final prediction standings, we both have Seattle winning the division. At twelve and four, both have um, San Francisco coming in second. Chris has them at eleven and five. I have them at twelve and four. They're probably going to make the one of the wild one of the three wild card spots for sure. Um, yeah, both those teams are definitely in, in, in my opinion. Yep, the Ra- I have the Rams going eight and eight. Chris has them going six and ten, coming in last place. That's a pretty big hot take right there, in my opinion. Um, and then I got the the Cardinals going seven and nine. Chris got him going eight and eight. Miss both both those teams obviously missing the playoffs with those records. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, NFC West, man. It we, as 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 you know, we we say that it's going to be one of the best teams in the in the in the league. But having only two teams make the playoffs doesn't really appear to like that. But uh, not having a team, in my opinion, have if it, if a division doesn't have a team have uh, less than seven wins. That's a really, really good division. And I think that's what's going to happen, obviously. So, yeah, uh, moving on to the NFC North. NFC North is very interesting because, you know, historically they're always really good. Um, Packers and the Bears, two of the most historic franchises in the NFL. The Vikings have been pretty good in the past four or five years. Detroit, I'm sorry, has also been terrible for a, you know quite a long time. One of the only the first team ever to go zero sixteen. They don't have any playoff wins. I feel terrible for their fans. I know I know a, a Lions fan personally. He just hates it, <laughs> but he's from Detroit. He's not gonna you know switch teams now. But anyway, let's just let's just get into it. So Packers won the division last year at 13 and 3. Aaron Rodgers looked older. He didn't look his dominant self. Sometimes certain games he did, but most of the time he didn't. Aaron Jones was I think the catalyst for their offense last year. Uh, he was the he was the engine of the offense that were they were running back. He was fantastic. They have a top 5 receiver in Devontae Adams. Um, their defense was really good, except against the run, as we saw in the NFC Championship game. More teams didn't. More teams in the regular season did not take take advantage of their run defense. The only few teams that did, the three teams that did, they ran the ball and they won the game against the Packers. And period. That's how that's how they won. Um, so, I definitely see them taking a step back. They're not going to be as good. I, yeah, I just don't, I don't, I, when they went 13 and three, I was, I was actually really surprised that they even had that, that good of a record. Um, it was the ugliest 13 and three I think it, I've ever seen. It really was. Cause when you think of a 13 and three team, you think of a dominant number one seed, best team in the, one of the best teams in the league. And I definitely knew that they weren't one. I mean, they made it to the NFC championship game. But I knew they didn't have a chance against San Francisco, and I just didn't think that they were a top four team in the league. And you know, the standings and the results last year say otherwise. But just on just looking at just watching them play, I definitely, yeah, I, I definitely don't think that was the case. And the Forty Nine ers definitely proved that. <laughs> um, if Seattle, if Seattle had beaten Green Bay in the playoffs, I think that NFC Championship game could have gone a lot differently. I still think San Francisco would have won, but it wouldn't have been a blowout like it was. Yeah, I think that game, you know, just a bad matchup for the Packers. Um, Like you said, their defense was really good last year, actually, but just not against a power run team like that. Right. Uh, they, They were a lot better at rushing the passer and, you know, getting after quarterbacks and, you know, just forcing turnovers. So... Yeah, that like I said, just a bad matchup. You know, I don't, I don't look at it like you know they weren't a good team. You know, I I thought they were a very good football team, 
not not as dominant as their record says, but I I just I like the run game that they have. You know, I like Aaron Jones a lot. Uh, they drafted AJ Dillon this year, who looks a, like a monster. Yeah, he's a big he's a big boy. <laughs> so I think they're gonna you know try to pound the pound the rock a little bit more, take even more of the burden off of Aaron Rodgers. You know, I mean. They probably could have done something to was, help take that burden yeah. off with that first round pick. I was just about to say something about that. Yes. Yeah, but personally, you know, I'm I'm leaning, you know, to the narrative street that Aaron Rodgers is going to come out with a vengeance this year. You know, they they drafted another quarterback. They disrespected him, in my opinion. They never give him any help. He always has to carry the team and. You know, I think that's what he's going to do. You know, he's not the same Aaron Rodgers that he was, you know, early in his career. He's starting to get up there in age a little bit. So, you know, the numbers might not be, you know, as ridiculous as they were back when he was winning MVPs. But I think down the stretch in a lot of these football games, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers pulling out victories for this team. I I still got them winning the division this year. I think that, you know, all the other teams in division – well, the only other team that I feel like was competing, the Vikings, I feel like they took a little bit of a step back. So, you know, I'm going to give the Packers – I'm going to give them – I'm, I'm, I'm wavering here between 12 and 4 and 11 and 5. Um, I'm going to go on the conservative side and give them 11 and 5. Uh, I still, like I said, still good defense. They're going to run the ball well, get to some leads, and let the – the Smith boys get after the passer. So 11 and five division winners. Yeah. Looking at their schedule here, they play the AFC South and the, it looks like the NFC South as well. Um, and then they have the second place or the first place schedule. So they also play the 49ers and the Eagles since those are the other two teams that won those, their respective divisions. So, yeah, I mean, they play – they start off at Minnesota, then uh, home to the Lions, at the Saints, home to the Falcons, at Tampa Bay, at Houston, home to Minnesota, at San Francisco, home to Jacksonville. That's easy dub. Um, at Indianapolis will be a harder game than people th- might think. Home to Home to Chicago, home to Philly, at Detroit, home to Carolina, home to Tennessee, and then at Chicago. Uh, I think they're going to sweep. They're going to sweep the Bears and the Lions. Easy. Um, I think I honestly, I I could definitely see them losing three out of the four games to the AFC South. Especially since the Titans run the ball, they're going to lose to the Titans if they don't fix their run defense. Hundred percent. They're going to lose to the Colts if they don't fix their run defense. And then it'll be a shootout between Deshaun Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers which they might be able to pull out. Um, so they could go two and two there, but they could also go three, three out of the four with a, with a loss. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, not to go too in-depth on their schedule, but I, th- I, have them losing to, I have them losing to New Orleans. I have them losing to Tampa Bay. I have them splitting with the Vikings. I have, I have, I have quite a bit of losses. I think they're going to go 10 and six this year. I, I just don't, I don't see maybe even nine and seven. If, if things go poorly, I, I don't know if they're going to be as good as they were, and if, especially if they don't fix their run defense. So I, with that said, I definitely do not pick them as the division winners. I'm, I'm picking the Minnesota Vikings to win the division, even though, even though it's Kirk Cousins leading, the, leading that team. <laughs> I, still, I was going to say, that's a lot of faith in Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that the Vikings got better. And the, and the Packers actually got worse. Well, not worse, but yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't improve, and they need, they needed to. So, yeah, um, I guess we can move on to the Vikings because I'm I'm now super interested to hear you know where they got better at because I don't believe that they did. So, the floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I definitely. It wasn't it, all right. It's not like they got a lot better, okay? But um, they definitely got better on defense. They have Yannick Ngakwe and Daniel Hunter as the pass rushers. Now Daniel Hunter is a little hurt, 
he's on IR right now, but I think it's that it's the IR designation to return after three or four weeks. The new, the new, there's a new IR designation this year. Yeah, I saw that. I'm still trying to get used to that. Yeah. So normally IR, you just think done for the season. Um, but I guess with COVID, they they made a, an agreement that if you put a player on IR for three or four like three or four weeks, you can add another roster spot. Um, now, however, we talked about you know when we when we first released our when we released our first episode throwback, we talked about NFL players opting out. Their defensive tackle Michael Pierce opted out, who is a top ten, top five defensive tackle in the league. So that's a pretty big loss. I'm not going to downplay that. But they traded for Yannick Ngakwe. They still have Mike, uh, Eric Kendricks on defense. They still have Anthony Barr, two great, great linebackers. Harrison Smith is still there, one of the top five safeties in the league, I think. Uh, they did lose to Fon Diggs. They, have a lot, they do have a lot of losses. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> they have a lot of losses. Um, they added Justin Jefferson, who I was really, really high on coming out of LSU as the Fon Diggs replacement. I think he'll be just fine. He's not as explosive as Diggs. However, they still have Adam Thielen. They added Tajay Sharp from Tennessee. B.C. Johnson is really underrated as a slot receiver. They still have Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr. And, of course, they're going to just pound the ball with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. And that's honestly, that's the reason why I think they're going to beat the Packers is because they, the way they play, their, their, run, their run game is going to carry them to so many wins. And like I keep saying, if the Packers don't fix their run defense, they're going to lose, they're going to lose a lot more games. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess we're, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Uh, I'll work in reverse here. I'll start with your last point about them running the ball. Uh, I do think they're going to have a pretty solid run game, but you know, it's the same run game they had last year and the Packers easily beat them last year. That is true. Um, I think, you know, with the receivers, you know, losing Stefan Diggs is big. Um, like you said, they did, they did get Justin Jefferson, but you know, Stephon Diggs is one of the best route runners in the league. And, you know, he's an established receiver already. You know, we don't know what Justin Jefferson's going to be. You know, and it could I, take some time for him to, you know, develop. Just to t- touch on Diggs, the loss of Diggs, I don't know if it's that big a loss because of – Stephon Diggs was screaming to get out of there in the middle of last year. He didn't want to play there anymore. Because your quarterback can't get the ball to him. Probably not. But still, <laughs> still the, the, the chemistry wasn't there. I mean, you have a rookie coming in. Adam Thielen probably going to take him under his wing. Thielen's a beast. Don't get me wrong. Thielen is a monster. Thielen's a beast. So he is, I think he is the best route runner in the NFL other than Michael Thomas. No, well, okay. Take it back. Other than Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen's right there as the best route runner in the league. Um, But yeah, I don't think the loss of Diggs is as big as, as a lot of, as you and a lot of other people think. All right, yeah. I mean, we'll just have to see what happens. Um, you know, also going to the defense, you know, they did add Yannick and Dogway, but they did lose Michael Pierce. So it's like, you know, better pass rush, but, you know, maybe not as solid right up the middle in the heart of the defense to, to stop the run, right, which, yeah. you know, the Packers also do very well. So I just, you know, I think they're going to be, you know, a pretty similar football team as they were last year, just, just on that. paper. I um, definitely, yeah, I definitely can see that. And I just like, you know, being a fan of the Washington football team for many years, I have no faith that Kirk Cousins, when, when the game's on the line or, you know, if they need a big win I to make the playoffs or to win the division, I have no faith that he's going to come through. I agree. I, I do. Trust me. I was fighting with you and all your friends that Kirk Cousins wasn't the guy. It was proven that he had, wasn't the guy. Y'all were like, y'all were trying to convince me. Y'all still had hope that he was the guy. I was trying to tell y'all, but. Well, I mean, in regards to that, he still should be the guy. He's, <laughs> well, we haven't and, had a better quarterback. Well, I take that back. We had Alex Smith, who was, look, we were six and yeah. two. And, uh, you know, he got hurt. You know, we all know what happened with that. Mm-hmm. But. him come back, by the way. Yeah, he's not even on the injury report. Nope. Um, it's crazy. But, yeah, you know, we we should still have Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. You know, he's definitely at least average to above average. He can 
he cannot screw it up. Like this, this is what a lot of the guys in the league, I feel like, you know, to just be average, you just have to not screw it up. So he can do that. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think the team around him is like great enough to make up for his deficiencies. You know, I can definitely see that. But like, I, I mean, I don't have them going six and 10 or anything. You know, I still got them going nine and seven. They're going to be a quality team, maybe even competing for that that last wild card spot. So yeah, I got them going 10 and six winning the division. So yeah, I mean, it's not that far off from what I got. No. <laughs> Like I said, I think it's a slight improvement. I just think the Packers are going to be, you know, I think they're going to take a step back. Um, yeah, so moving on, uh, I'm going to start with the Bears because they got third place. If they don't, if they, Mitch Trubisky is labeled the starting line, the starting quarterback right now. I don't know what the hell the point of trading for Nick Foles was with that contract if you're going to have Mitch Trubisky keep starting and keep just being horrible. You already made the mistake of drafting him over Watson and Mahomes. Why keep going with him when you have Nick Foles right there who has proven to be really, really good? Now, granted, he hasn't been – last year he was bad in Jacksonville, but it was Jacksonville. And he only played like two or three games. He played played week one. He got hurt in like the first half. He, He broke his collarbone, came back, played, you know, like a first half again. The offense didn't look bad. They brought in Gardner Minshew to start because he was running the team pretty well. Um, but regardless, with a fresh start in in Chicago, with uh, personnel he's familiar with, Matt Nagy was the OC in Kansas City while Nick Foles was there. Hello, there's familiarity. He knows the system. He knows what Matt Nagy needs and wants. Their offense isn't the best in terms of weapons. But if they want a shot at being competitive, they need their offense to be better than what it was last year. And the only chance I see is getting Nick Foles behind, you know, under center. I was just going to say, you know, you're an Eagles fan. You, you know how this thing works. Nick Foles doesn't start this season. That's, that's uh. where the Jaguars messed up last year. You know, they're going to they're gonna ease Mitch – they're going to throw Mitch Trubisky out there, you know, because from their perspective, they're still hoping that, you know, hey, he, he can still be the guy, you know, they're – people don't like to be wrong. <laughs> so, you know, they're hoping that, you know, another offseason in the system, maybe, you know, he can, he can step up a little bit. They're going to – you know, he's probably going to be on a short leash. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit like what happened last year with um, the Titans – Mariota started the season and he just wasn't good. Uh, and I think the same thing's going to happen for Mitch Trubisky. I think it's going to happen a lot quicker. I think Nick Foles will be in there by like week four, five. Um, I sure hope so for them. Yeah. I mean, then in my opinion, either quarterback, they're not going to compete for the division or anything. They're not- so you're saying, okay, so you don't think that the defense can be as good as it was two years ago? Is, what, is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, they could be that good. Like, they have the pieces. Right. You just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I just don't. Well, either – I more so don't think that the offense around Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky is that great. Um, David Montgomery was very iffy last year as a runner. Um, You know, the jury's still out on him for sure. Tariq Cohen. Before you you move on from David Montgomery real quick, I need to bring up something. Matt Nagy, again, what are you doing with David Montgomery? Run the ball like like how he's supposed to run the ball. Stop stop being – stop trying to do trickery and be, you know, finesse. Pound the ball with David Montgomery. He broke the most tackles in college history in one season. Just run the ball with him. Use him right. Stop just – Oh, it killed me last year as a fantasy owner, David Montgomery, watching him break so many tackles and then not giving him the touches for him to get the big games. It, yeah. It's that simple. Just give him the ball more, and your offense will be fine. I'll do you one better. You know, they had the NFL's leading rusher since he had come. Well, he was – I think he was second or third. Jordan he, Howard. Yeah. Yes. Since he came to the league, he was great running back, pounding the football, and Matt Nagy decided that, that's not what he wants to do on offense. So he traded him, yeah. got rid of him for pretty much nothing. Yep. Um, 
He was really good for the Eagles when he was healthy. Yeah, I just – yeah, I, well, that's another thing. I just don't trust Matt Nagy as a coach. Yeah. Uh, I think he showed us that he's not a very good coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he's supposed to be this offensive guru, and it's we're like, talking about Mitch yeah. Trubisky uh, being terrible, you know, getting benched. Like, if you're an offensive guru, you're supposed to make players look better than they are. Right. Um, and he's just not doing that. His system doesn't seem to be working very well. Right. Um, they, yeah, so long story. pieces, though. Yeah, they do. I mean, the, Allen Robinson is really good. Anthony Miller, if he's healthy, has potential to be really good. Ted Ginn, I don't know how much left he has left, but it seems like he's just he's been in the league forever. Um, Jimmy Graham at tight end, I don't trust that whatsoever yeah, at he's, all. He's done. He's definitely washed up. Uh, but they they have a lot of the same starters on defense that they had, except a big one in the middle of the of the defensive line, Eddie Goldman, who opted out for COVID. That's tough because yeah, their their front seven was great with him. Yeah. I mean, it still is really good with Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Bilal Nichols. Those three guys are or those, those three guys are really good. They still have Ro- Roquan Smith, who's phenomenal at the yeah, linebacker spot. Danny Trevathan is old, but he's solid. They still have Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller, Tashawn Gibson. Those guys are all really good. So we'll see with the Bears, man. I, I just don't trust the coaching staff. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Uh, I got them going six and ten, seven and nine around around that area. Getting getting last place, by the way. Oh really? Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll give the Bears six. I think I got them going six and ten. At the beginning of the season, Mitch Trubisky's not going to be able to win very many games for him. And then, you know, hopefully Nick Foles will come in. He'll probably give him a little spark. But like I said, I just don't trust the system around him offensively to even, you know, be competitive. You know, this is an offensive league now. You know, I personally still believe that defense wins championships. So in that regard, they are doing something right. They have a pretty solid defense. But, you know, it's an offensive league now. More and more every year, it seems like points are just getting put up on the board and this team doesn't look like they're going to be putting many up so six and ten for the bears uh, i don't know if that's last place yet i gotta i'm still deciding on the lions here i've been going back and forth all day yeah so we'll just get right into the lions um with matthew stafford healthy i think they they win a lot of the games they lost last year they 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 started the season solid. I believe it was 2-0-1 or something like that. And then the rest of the season just was awful. Um, Matthew Stafford got hurt, but that was after they went on a, a pretty big losing streak. And But they didn't – they weren't getting dominated. That's the thing. All, all their losses – or not all of them, but a lot of their losses were within – or one possession games. Um, yeah, they had the Chiefs on the ropes. They did. Right. So, with that said, I think with Matt, Matthew Stafford healthy, uh, I think – this thing gets turned around a little bit, not too much. Um, I think they get back to, to just airing it out again. They have Carrion Johnson healthy again. DeAndre Swift is there in case Carrion Johnson doesn't stay healthy. And they just signed Adrian Peterson. So that, you know, take, make of that what you will. But um, this the offense is solid. They signed Big V, also known as Halapulavati Vaitai from the Eagles as their starting right tackle. Uh, so they they added they added offensive line depth. They lost Darius Slay. It's a huge loss. Um, he didn't. They didn't want to pay him, understandably so. But they did add Jeff Okuda from Ohio State with the number three overall pick, looking like he's looking like he's going to be a top cornerback in the league for many years to come uh yeah it's i don't know if they're gonna i i, I don't i know i just said i'm gonna pick the bears to get last i don't know now looking at the, the rest of the defense i mean trey flowers is solid danny shelton is solid jimmy collins is solid desmond trufon is way past his prime i don't know about the rest of these guys tracy walker is okay deron Harmon is okay you know um, so with all that said, I got them going, getting six, seven wins, getting third or fourth, whichever, whichever those teams get six or seven, I don't know, but I'm get Yeah. They're going to get third or fourth in the NFC North. Yeah. Too many question marks on defense for me. Uh, 
big play Slay gone, Okuda in, you know, that's that's still a question mark, even though I think Okuda is going to be great. Uh, their receivers are great. I love Kenny Kenny G, Kenny Galladay, if you don't know who that is, and um, Marvin Jones Jr., those guys, outstanding receivers. Uh, decent talent in the running back, you know, in the running back room, but offensive line struggles since – as far as I can remember, like offensive line struggles is just synonymous with the Lions. Uh, they haven't been able to run the ball since Barry Sanders was there, um, which, you know, he was playing when I was in diapers. So, yeah, I don't have any faith in this team really at all. I'm going to give them five. I'll go five and 11. I think they're just going to be a pretty bad team. But with that being said, you know, with the weapons they have on offense and, you know, they get hot. They can they can beat pretty much. I'm not going to say anybody, but they can beat a lot of these teams. I just don't think that they're going to do it consistently. But I do think out of those five wins, there there will probably be a couple surprises. I wouldn't be surprised if they took down. I don't I don't even know. Maybe the Vikings or something. You know, just they get hot one week and you know the defense steps it up. But like I said, consistency is going to be a big issue with them. I don't think they're going to be able to really stop the run or the pass. So yeah, five and eleven. I think I'm be I think I'm actually being a little generous because I wanted to put them at four and twelve. Yeah, no, we'll see what happens, man, with these with these last two teams in the NFC North. It's tough to call exactly what, what's gonna happen. Obviously you never you know, a lot of these divisions, a lot of the there's going to be somebody who go from last to first. We just never, you can never tell who that's going to be until the season starts and it actually happens. Um, maybe that doesn't happen this year because there's no preseason, no off season. The rookies can't come and make a huge difference. Don't you Washington dare, don't you dare say it. I <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> I had to throw that in there, even though I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, but uh, we'll see what happens. Like I keep saying, season starts in four days. technically in less than 24 hours but for the rest of the league it starts in four days Uh, yeah sunday is going to be incredible you know it really is if you're not a subscriber to nfl red zone you know i i suggest you get that it's worth the money yeah definitely um it just yeah when when the guy comes on i I forgot i can't remember his name right now Think it's Excuse like, me for that. Like Scott Hansen, I believe his name is. Yeah, yep, Hansen. Yeah, uh, when he comes on and he's get ready for seven hours of commercial-free football, that's like the the greatest sentence that you know <laughs> I hear every single week. So <laughs> I'm yeah. excited, as you can it's, tell. It's fantastic. Um, we are. We still need to do the NFC East and the NFC South. I can't wait to talk about the NFC East. Uh, Dallas sucks, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll, how to... yeah, we'll definitely get that out before the games on Sunday. Absolutely, because you know I don't want anybody out there once all of my predictions come true saying that I, you know, cheated. Waited. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So you know, I, I, if you if you want to know what's gonna happen, you know, just listen to the, to these shows that we did. If you haven't listened to the other ones. Um, go ahead and listen. Place your money on on what I'm picking, because uh, that's what's going to happen, guys. I really believe that. So, go go win go win you guys some money, and then uh, send it to me. Send it to us on Instagram at the Average Sports Nerds, and yeah, I'll post it up. You know. Yeah, but as always, as we always do at the end of the show, we thank you for your support. Uh, shout out to our, our good buddy Austin O'Connor. Been shouting us out on Instagram. Yeah, he's been repping hard, yo. Shout out to him. Great guy. Absolutely. Uh, so with that said, um, NFC East, NFC South preview is coming up towards the end of this week, if not in a couple days. Tomorrow evening, we are recording a English Premier League preview prediction show with one of my good friends who I talk soccer with all the time. Can't wait to record that, talk about that. We're going to be talking about the the big six in London, in England, just the, the top six teams, or technically the top six teams uh, talent-wise in England. Uh, we'll see. We're going to give our predictions to see what happens and who wins the 
the Premier League title and the Golden Boot, which is the the top goal scorer, all that all that good stuff. Don't want to miss that if you're a soccer fan. I know we probably don't have too many in here, but um, yeah, it's anyway, gonna be fun though. You know, I'm not a soccer fan, and I'm looking forward to it. So, absolutely. Yeah. So with that said, thank you for your support. Have a good one, everybody. Yep, and keep nerding it up. <laughs>